Hey, welcome back to a Sunday morning coffee edition of Pigeonhole Hockey, where we either interview someone in the hockey world or just catch up with each other and maybe even talk some hockey. Uh, this is Chris and today's co-host, Ben. Mm, hey, everyone. Happy. Mm, yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. Coffee hasn't kicked in yet, Chris. So it, I'll just give me 10 minutes and then I'll be interesting. Well, it'll be an interesting first 10 minutes of this podcast, I guess, then. But everyone knows that we're just a washed-up goalie and a washed-up comedian that do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So, Ben, I was going to ask you good morning, but uh, how, 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 how soon before that coffee kicks in? You know, it's, it's funny, Chris. Right before we started recording, you and I started very briefly talking about the American lifestyle of just absolutely going – you know, 150% during the week. And then on the weekends feeling just like you, you can't do anything but sit and try to decompress. And I think that's where I am at right now. Yeah. And it's something that I've been used to my entire life. Truthfully, my jobs were massively demanding. And I mean, there were weeks I didn't get a day off a lot of times. And you know, I think I worked an average of, I think between 50 to 65 hours a week basically for 20 years. And then, then when I moved on to my new position, I was working an average of 66 hours a week because my short weeks were like 50 something and my long weeks were like 90 hours a week. I didn't have time off. So yeah, burnout is a real thing. That lifestyle, man, it, it takes it, it takes a toll on your body. It, it absolutely does. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to super complain and, and make people listening think, you know, you and I are, are whiners, because I also do know there are parts of the world where people, you know, like I'm thinking of like in China or other places where there's a lot of, you know, factories and a lot of competition to even get a job in a factory. People will work 12 to 16 hour days. And, and that's not what you and I are experiencing. No. But yeah, like absolutely. It's just you're constantly on during the week. And like I think you said 65 hours. In 2020, I was in a company where a lot of people had to get let go and I was picking up like two or three other jobs in addition to mine. And it was at least 65 hour weeks, super, super marathon. You know what I mean? Yep. I do. I, in fact, that's a, one of the things I, I did love my last organization, but I, I told him I was doing the work of two and a half people minimum. The reason, one of the big reasons we brought that up was because I'm in Denmark. Now the work life balance is an actual thing in Denmark they practice what they preach here. It's like 37 hours a week maximum. 37 hours a week. Seriously, though? Yes, it's 37 hours a week maximum. How? Um, I, I don't know how they enforce <laughs> like this, it, but here's the thing. This is how American the, I am. I can't even imagine that. Uh, no, I can't. I, I don't think I ever worked a 37-hour week. Even when I was a part-timer, I worked 39 hours a week because I couldn't. God forbid I went over that, that one extra hour there, and they had them, did that one too many times. I get somebody yelling at me, and they're like, well, we just need you to clock out. I'm like, well, then I'm leaving. You're not paying me any bennies. Why would I stay here and do anything for free? And I, and I see a lot of these people talk about, yeah, they want you to get their work 15 minutes early, but don't clock in. Well, then I'm not getting here 15 minutes early. If you're only paying me when I clock in, I'm only showing up and I'm immediately clocking in and I'm jumping into work. I'm not going to sit here 15 minutes early, not get paid for it. So if you want me to be here 15 minutes before my shift starts, I expect to be paid for that 15 minutes. So I don't, I don't know what you want me to do. And we're literally talking pennies, bargaining over pennies. Oh, we don't want, you know, those pennies add up. It's like, yeah, yeah. But your your top guys in this organization are making more than I will make in my entire lifetime in a year. 
So I'm not really worried about me clocking in 15 minutes early. But, you know, it's that's the, the American work culture. And then here in Denmark, man, the people get there's no tip culture. Zero. You do not tip here, which is another thing I've really had to get used to because everyone makes a living wage. The benefits are good. They don't expect if you're sick, you're not expected to come in. You're expected to stay home. You will be judged significantly if you come in while you're sick because you shouldn't be coming in while you're sick. That's another big thing, too. The go-getters, the ones like, no, sir, I will work. I will work those extra hours. That's not expected here. In fact, people look down upon you because you don't know the proper balance. So, so on that note, I don't know if you remember, but when, when you and I, we kind of met, what, in like, it was like 2012, I think. Yep. That year, I got, uh, I was sick, and I kept going to school, or school, I kept going to work. I wish it was school, uh, but I kept going to work, and I ended up getting really bad bronchitis because I wasn't resting and taking care of myself, and I was, I had to go to, like, the hospital for a few days. And the thing that you said about, like, being the go-getter, people were like, oh, good job, oh, you're a real trooper. There was nobody like, hey, maybe you should take care of yourself. So I'm not saying that that's the the case everywhere in the U.S., but I certainly felt at that point in my life for sure. Hey, Chris, I, you know, I know we're, we're kind of loosely related to hockey. I got to wonder, how do you think that work-life balance applies to professional players? Because I got to imagine being on the road all the time and... You know, like if you're on the road, how how do people get downtime and how do they, you know, have that ability to decompress? Any thoughts there? Yeah, I think they actually have a ton of time to do that. Um, I, I've never lived a professional sports lifestyle, but take an NHL season, right? They start in October. Obviously, preseason games will start around September, average-wise. They wrap up. If your team's like the Buffalo Sabres, you wrap up in the first week of April. If you're a really good team like Tampa, you don't wrap up until the first week of June. But then you have months off, not not, uh, you know, a couple weeks off, 10 days, business days, you're allowed to take off. No, you get months of recovery time. Yes, a lot of players in this time get their surgeries done if, if it's been a long season. But say your average team makes it to the first round and that's it. Most teams are done by the end of April. Right. So they get May, June, July and August off. That's four months of not really having to do anything. Now, if they want to keep their hockey roles and stuff, they take care of themselves, they work out, but there's not a big, strong demand for them to be going hard for 10, 12 hours a day being away from their families. They have months off to be with their families. If you think about the National Football League, if your team doesn't make the playoffs, you basically have eight months off until the next season. So they have a really excellent work-life balance. And when they're in the mix of it, like when they're actually in it, yes, they have to give up a lot of the time with their family and friends and such, but they're literally living a dream and they're making crazy good money for it. In most situations, we're talking like the top end leagues. We're not talking about any leagues below like the NHL, NFL, NBA, MLB. We're talking the big leagues where they make millions, not the guys making $500 a week in something like the ECHL. You know, these guys are living lap luxury. They get basically escorted everywhere on private jets, having their meals cooked for them. They get physical. But you are like, Away from your family. Like, you remember, like, Tuka Rask, I think, was the guy who, when they were in the bubble, he left because he was so far from his family and his, his kid was born. Like, I, I get what you're saying, but there probably are downsides, too, right? Oh, there's downsides. Absolutely, there's downsides. But for what they're getting compensated for what they're doing, most people, if they were that talented, would be choosing that option. That's why it's a dream job. They're living a dream job because they could, if, let's say Tuka was just a guy who worked at a restaurant during COVID instead of being able to play in the National Hockey League bubble, and his kid got sick. Well, first of all, he's probably out of a job anyways because he was a restaurant worker during COVID, 
and let's say he wasn't a job where he could, you know, take time off and it wasn't COVID and his kid got sick. Well, he's your work in the United States is only going to give you so much time. You, you get your maybe 20 days total. If you're lucky, you get 20 days total between work and sick time in a lot of these jobs now in the States. And good luck if, if you get really sick or your kid gets really sick or you have a big life event, you're not getting a lot of time off for it. Now, there's better organizations like, again, the last organization I worked in where if you were a guy and your wife had a kid, you still got a full month off. If you're a guy, you got 10 days off if your wife had a kid because it only takes 10 days to settle yourself in with the new child, right? So they, they get a, they get a pretty good gig there. I really don't feel bad, truthfully, for professional athletes. They're living the good life. I mean, that's definitely there's a lot of sacrifice involved in that, and they were talented and skilled enough to get to that level. It took talent and skill to that level, but if it was hockey, it also probably took a little bit of money behind it as well to get to a level that good to be drafted and then actually play professional hockey at the National Hockey League level. But yeah, I, I'm not so, sure where else you want me to go with that. So can I stir a little bit of uh, controversy? It sounds okay. to me like you're saying that professional hockey players are pampered and have it easy. So I just want to put that out there, guys. Chris said... And and not just guys, gals too. Chris says that you guys have it easy. Oh, so now you're us. gonna now you're gonna throw in. Speaking of which, and no, like the PHF doesn't have it easy. All those athletes have other jobs. We're specifically talking about the Big Four, and everyone knows who the Big Four are. Oh, so I, I wasn't even trying to stir controversy there. I was just trying to make it seem like you were calling them like, oh, you guys have it easy. So people, no, we don't. But uh, but let's talk about the PHF. I was really excited when you told me about that this week, and I think it's like it, you're right. Like the fact that it is such a different situation for them, I'd, I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, so I saw the announcement a few days ago actually, because we're recording this on 11 September. The National Women's Hockey League rebranded to the PHF, which is the Premier Hockey Federation, which is something I think it was you and I, or you and Sebastian, or the three of us had discussed way back during the season before it dropped initially for COVID the first time around. It would be interesting to see if they actually changed the league name because they had new management coming on board and everything. And I thought, why do you necessarily have to have National Women's Hockey League in there? Why couldn't it be something? I didn't come up with Premier Hockey Federation. It's cool they came up with the Premier Hockey Federation. I think that's a really smart rebrand. But yeah, there's a lot of people play hockey and you don't have to necessarily call it a women's hockey league. They're athletes. So we don't need to know it's a women's hockey league. It's it's a hockey league. And I think it's it's I think it's a smart rebrand. I really, really like it. And I thought it was well timed. I think it's really cool. I agree with you, Chris. I think it's kind of like I forgot what I was watching, but somebody was just pointing out again. When you talk about calling something a blank women's hockey league or whatever have you, it creates this expectation that that's the exception, that you would assume, oh, well, all hockey is is male. And I think by removing that, it just starts to set the expectation, no, hockey really is for everybody. And you can have great athletes across every every type of person there is. So, yeah, I'm excited. I am excited. But you were saying that they don't have it easy. And I know this is kind of a constant theme on the show is, is how – underfunded or underrepresented some of these leagues that we like to talk about are i'd love to dig into that a little bit more so so you mentioned they have second jobs in a lot of cases they all really have full-time jobs in a lot of cases and this is their i guess you call it a side hustle because they can't really live off of this at the moment i know when again i was in buffalo uh, we had one of the athletes on the Buttes. I think she lived in ohio where she worked all week and then she'd come up for games on the weekend so she'd have to do her own training throughout the week. A lot of these athletes have something else that actually makes them money. And this is the, they're at the grassroots level right now of this league where they can develop it for the future generations so that, 
you know, maybe the girls playing junior hockey right now can actually step into the Premier Hockey Federation and actually get a living wage. We're not expecting right out the gate millions of dollars, but at least a living wage so they can actually focus like professional athletes on their game and their task. Just thinking about what it must be like to to try to have like I mean I've you and I have side hustles right right so like like podcasting is a side hustle you know I, I do writing on the side I do volunteering on the side and it's it's hard to balance but you know I I think the benefit that you and I have is we have some flexibility in these things right we do and we do have some flexibility and if these athletes are going to be competing in this league the Premier Hockey Federation. They're going to have other things going on. The season's not that long. It doesn't really at this moment pay a living wage. Hopefully it can get there and hopefully get there really soon. And I think my personal opinion, I would be calling on, maybe they're going a different direction, but I'd be calling on the NHL to kind of step up in a way that the NBA did for the Women's National Basketball Association. I think they stepped up and put their money where their mouth was and they created that league and supported that league. And those athletes have the opportunity to make basketball a full-time job and live off of it. And they got the network deals and everything. You can watch WNBA games on TV. The PHF, they finally got on TV this year, but that was like one major game. That was going to be their championship games. And I think the two games that led up to it, I think if the National Hockey League jumped into this situation, they could, I think, again, we could go down that whole rabbit hole again. We've talked about this a lot, but I think that the National Hockey League could do a ton more for the women's game and actually put their money where the mouth is and, really support this league the way it deserves to be supported so that future generations can literally make this a, an actual dream and the current athletes can at least make a living wage so they can focus on being athletes and training like athletes and making this their full-time gig and make it a longer season make it so that we can see it on tv make it so that it's completely normal to see on tv because right now they make it a special edition type thing it would be great to make this very routine as quickly as possible i I love all of that and i think it highlights the excitement that you and i have for hockey and as you were talking about it i actually got excited this is a tangent can i go on a tangent now oh go for it Speaking of excitement, super excited for Premier Hockey Federation. I'm also excited that the NHL is getting back together, man, because I got my first game as a San Jose Sharks local fan two weeks from Tuesday, dude. Oh, man. Congratulations. I think that's going to be sick. They got, again, the best jerseys in the National Hockey League, in my opinion. They are really unique, and I've liked them since they came out. I'm I'm really excited. We're doing a a dry run this weekend. We're going to take the train to San Jose. Just try to time it out, see how long it'll take to get to the arena. Plus, it's an excuse to go, you know, maybe get some food down there because they got some good options near the arena. So super excited. And then speaking of, you know, season starting, I think, didn't you catch an Ogden game pretty recently? The Ogden Mustangs? Yeah, actually, uh, I was watching it last. Well, the game was last night, which was uh, Friday, September 10th. But because of the time difference, the games are at 3.15 in the morning in Copenhagen. So Jeez. I basically just woke up to see. <laughs> yeah, did you actually watch it at 3.15 a.m.? No, 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 no. I'm not going to okay. be doing that every weekend. So the great thing is I have My Hockey TV. Shout out for possible sponsorships in the future, guys. My Hockey TV, we would be more than happy to talk to you guys. But no, I have My Hockey TV, so I was able to basically watch it when I woke up and the game had just ended. I think because it looks like it went on a few hours because it's a hockey game. So I probably got it within an hour of the game wrapping up and I hit play and I was able to I just watched it like it was live. I wasn't trying to go through anything. I was going to hide all the 
information on the side but it's a preseason game so they don't have all the information on the side so i wouldn't have been able to get that anyways but those familiar with hockey tv will know that you can get the whole scoreboard on the side that'll tell you everything but or you can hide it so that you can just watch it like you don't know what's going to happen so so basically that's what i'm going to be doing every saturday and sunday when i wake up in the morning is go straight to watching the uh the mustangs games and that's how i'm going to start my weekend mornings now and sunday games hopefully i can watch them live because usually their sunday games are around one ish so that'll be like nine o'clock at night here. I will watch those lives. Any early afternoon games, I'm going to try to watch live. But uh, yeah, the late night games, I'll be sleeping. It's not going to happen. So I'll be watching them after the game's actually wrapped up. But watch them through like I can watch them at the game. So I was excited by it. Really good team. I think they worked really hard during the offseason. They brought back 14 players from last year's roster, which is amazing. A bunch of guys aged out. We had a bunch of guys move on to college. Guys like Domagat Troja who's now playing in the Austrian Hockey League. So guys have moved on, moved over everywhere, and a couple of the guys that moved up to, to like the NCDC. And so really good opportunities for a lot of the, the Mustangs from last year. But 14 returning players this year, man, it was a good game. So I was about to question your, uh, oh my gosh, did you hear that? Yeah, what is that? That was, that was a truck apparently going by my window. Did you hear like there was like some party music earlier in this? No. So, so it's guys, I'm like, uh, to, to make this time zone work, Chris, I think it's like like post-dinner time for you. It's like pretty close yep. to breakfast time for me. And there's somebody outside blaring like – it sounded like uh, that, that Venga Boy song from like 97. Yeah. I'm like, dude, why are you blasting that in a random suburb at like 9 in the morning, dude? Like what – what why do you think people do that why do you think people blast music is it just to be like hey everyone check out how awesome my music is or is it just that they're you know so in their own world they just need music to be as loud as possible to drown out the dogs barking in their head i think it's 50 50 yeah i mean i get it guys i got dogs barking in my head so you said they had 14 players come back any of our faves any of the guys who gave us uh, dinner advice Yes. In fact, all those boys are back. So Jack Jones is back. Stanford Zito is back. Tucker Thorstad, are, they're all back. So it's great to see them all back in uh, Ogden Mustangs jerseys. And they got new threads this year. They look really sick. Nice. Oh, so they got a new jersey, huh? Yeah, they updated the jersey. So they've gone all red again, which looks really sick. And I guess tonight they'll be wearing, or for those listening, last night they wore the new white threads. So I'm really excited to see those. But yeah, our boy Jack Jones, you asked about him. He had a goal disallowed right out the gate. Oh, uh, sorry, man. Sorry, Jack yeah. Jones. So he compensated for that by scoring two more that night. So we're going to call it a hat trick because the goal should have been allowed. It was a quick whistle, and I will say the refs were super quick on the whistle tonight. They disallowed a couple Mustangs goals, which really at the end of the day didn't matter. Jack got one disallowed, and I think so did the new kid Mater. But again, Mater made up for it by scoring a goal. Overall, yeah, man, really good games. Our, our boy Stanford Zito also scored, so that was cool. I'm not sure right. Tucker yeah. scored. Like Stephen Colbert used to do this thing where when people come on his show, they would get like a bump in popularity. Okay. I think when people come on our show, they get a bump in goals. There you go. If you're all listening to this, come on the show, score more goals. All in all, excellent hockey game. I can't wait for next, I guess, last night's game, listeners. We're, we're kind of time travelers when you think about it that way. We are. We are. You already know, everyone who's listening that actually has hockey TV can actually already find out what happened last night. And all of our Mustangs players and fans and such that listen, they already know what happened. But uh, as of this podcast, it is, what, 
seven thirty at night here in Copenhagen, and what is that nine thirty in the morning? In- ten ten thirty in uh, in California. You know, I, I can't wait to wake up tomorrow morning at seven o'clock and watch the game. And and also, I do want to thank uh, Stefan Bell, uh, the all-around media guru, you know, badass broadcaster there for the Mustangs for giving us a nice shout out there in the second period. That was really cool. And yeah, oh, like he gave you said, a shout out. He gave our whole podcast a shout out. Oh, that's tight. What did he, What did he say? Uh, oh, basically saying anyone that was Mustangs fans were big Mustangs fans ourselves and also goalie fans because, you know, I'm a psycho goalie. Yeah. And so basically we, we cover a lot of junior hockey and a lot of other hockey as well. So, you know, it's worth giving us a listen to. And yeah. So before we moved on to uh, the Dan K show. But uh, yeah, we got a nice little shout out there with the Dan K show. So that was cool. You know, we want to thank Stefan for that. That was that was cool to hear the shout out. I don't mind shout outs during those broadcasts because the way fans watch as well. So that's kind of nice. So hopefully uh, we get some Vegas listeners in here and we love covering. Honestly, I love covering the West half of the USPHL. I don't think they get a lot of coverage in the normal USPHL realm. I think it's great for the West Coast coverage to get a little bit more attention. There's some cool logos out here. There's some great teams, really talented players. Yeah, I think, you know, between the Pacific and the Mountain Divisions, there's a lot going on in the USPHL. But yeah, and it, it, being here that it's a uh, it's a Saturday night in Copenhagen and we live and basically we live in the heart of Copenhagen. There's like street music nonstop on Friday and Saturday nights till three, four o'clock in the morning. So we're not going to get a ton of sleep in this apartment on the weekend. So I have to put the fan on and you know what it, you know what it sounds like. What's that? <laughs> yeah. But at least in my situation at seven thirty at night on the most popular street in Copenhagen, we signed up for this by moving in here. You're in a suburb in California at nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, that's true. So it's a little bit like if people are coming down here, like, of course, there's always something about each place we've lived, some things you absolutely love about it and things you wish you would have known before you moved in. But no matter where you live, you're going to find those those amazing features and those ugh features. You get you get used to it, though. I mean, because we got the Caltrain like three blocks away. And at first it was like, oh, that's a little loud. But now I, I get sad if I don't hear it. It's true. You get used to certain things. You really do. And you're like, oh, I'm going to miss that. And you never know what you're going to miss about a place. Well, sometimes you do. I I love it, man. I think that sounds good. What do you, what do you think? Did we did we have enough Sunday coffee chatting here? Yeah, I think that's a good wrap up place for this. We talked life. I think we talked about uh, we talk, I almost said we talked about death, which we did not do, to be clear. We, we got a lot covered, man. I feel caught up. Got to talk some hockey, including the the PHF and the Mustangs returning. And we're really excited for uh, the next season here of, of Pigeonhole Hockey as we move on to another season of hockey, another season of this podcast. And, yeah, really enjoying it so far. But we do want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in. So be sure to follow us on Twitter at PHH Official to let us know what you think. And also be sure to comment and share any upcoming games or hockey news we should cover in a future podcast. This was a Sunday morning coffee edition of Pigeon Hockey with Chris and Ben. Thanks, Chris. Always great to catch up. (laughs) And remember, always clear your crease.